Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. On this week's episode, we take a look at George Russell's first win in Formula One, Mercedes with their first 1-2 since Monza 2020, Max shows his ruthless streak and leaves Perez with it all to do in Abu Dhabi, Ferrari are left in recovery mode yet again, and K-Mag surprises everyone with his epic pole. Will Dave tie up the predictions game, or is there a late surge by Scotty or Isidro? Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow, and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review for the Brazil GP. I'm Owen Scott, and with me as always is Dave Jericho and Isidro Gonçalves. We'll get straight into it, lads. Dave, first of all, what did you make of this weekend? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Interlagos never fails to deliver. I absolutely love this track. Um, Oh, we've got a lot to cover today. We really do. Isidro, what were your thoughts on the, on the weekend? It was a great weekend, a great sprint race. And today we were offered an excellent uh, race. Mm. Definitely Especially a step up from, from, the... from Mexico. Oh, definitely. There's no comparison there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I, I guess we'll, we'll start off with our, our race winner, George Russell, with his first ever win in F1 today. What mm-hmm. did you think of George this weekend? Gee, he had it under control. The Mercedes just had so much power this weekend. They were unbelievable. Um, but yeah, Russell, yeah, that race today, he really just controlled it. There was no one was catching him, even towards the end. Like you could see Lewis wasn't even able to catch him towards the end. Just had a great start off the off the uh from from the get-go. Gained, uh, I think he at one point he was like eight seconds, I think, away from Lewis and just controlled the race, controlled it, looked after the tires, professional. I think it's, I mean, I don't know what is going to be better for a driver, whether he wins it. I, I think, it, you know, a win is a win. Your first race win is a first race win. But I don't know whether it's if you've battled hard for it or if you've just dominated. And in this case, he just dominated his first race win. So, yeah, congratulations to George Russell. It's it's great to see Mercedes back in in the hunt like that, and it gives you great um uh, great hope for next season, seeing it where Red Bull finished today and where Ferrari finished, and um, yeah, just seeing where Mercedes are does give you great hope. And it gives first... me great no wait before we go on. It gives me great hope for Abu Dhabi as well. Oh yes, indeed. Because if 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 the if the Mercedes can carry that sort of performance into Abu Dhabi. After that little uh, that 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 little uh, ignition there from uh, from Max Verstappen colliding with or Lewis, whichever way you look at the the race incident there, but the clash between the two of them, if those two lads have uh, similar power going into Abu Dhabi, I know we could see uh, see something exciting happen. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes first one two uh, finish since Monza twenty twenty. Isidro, did you see this coming? Where where did Mercedes pace come from today? Well, it took them 21 rounds to finally figure out how to tune up the Mercedes, <laughs> but they finally got there. Look at you, Isidro. Always always ready to put the little guy down. <laughs> <laughs> the little guy. We spent all season trying to build up Mercedes, and when they finally win a race, Isidro's there with the big Portuguese hand of doom to put them back down again. Not this year. No, they, they took a lot of time to figure out stuff. But uh, they did an excellent race today. And like you're saying, if they do the same for Abu Dhabi, then uh, we'll have another great race in our, in our hands. 
and no need for Latifi to spice things up. <laughs> well, it's his last race. He's got to do something. Yeah, it'll be spectacular. I can't wait to see what Latifi does. Um, I mean, I, I will remind you both that, that Dave did call this very early on in the season. Dave was on the Mercedes hype train and yep. I poo-pooed it very, very quickly and just race after race. He he kept with it and uh, you called it early, Dave. You saw it coming. Yeah, you know, like, there was no way these guys weren't going to get an understanding of the car. And I know, I, I can't think, um, there was a post-race interview there today and they were sort of saying that they had written off the season because they knew that there was no title challenge as an option for them. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a learning experience this season. So even, I mean, the the brain power that's behind that team in Mercedes, that they, they were, it was inevitable they were going to get on top of this. And they're so organized and structured. It's not like, I'm sorry to say it, but it's not like Ferrari mm-hmm. where it's just like a fart in a bath, like it's just all over the show. They're just... <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. Explain how a fart in a bath is disorganized, please. <laughs> well, I I don't think we have to go through the scientific <laughs> explanation of that one. <laughs> but look, they were in, it was inevitable they were going to get a race win. So yeah, I stuck. I I saw it coming all season. There was there was promise. You know, there was and I can't recall kind of exact races, but we could see it kind of growing as the season went on that they were getting an understanding of this car. So yeah, I'm delighted it's happened. I'm I'm not a Mercedes fan, but I'm just you know it's just great to see another team coming back in there to challenge you know and have three teams there in the mixer for hopefully for next season or at least if anything for Abu Dhabi next week mm. and possibly with some penalties with the wind tunnel penalties on on Red Bull as well maybe some cost uh, cap issues also could bring them a little bit closer again to Mercedes and Ferrari. I, I don't even think they'll need that. I think even without that um, that that um, penalty that was applied to Red Bull, I think Mercedes have an understanding already of what they're doing for next season. Yeah. So I I, I don't think that was that that would be much of a factor, but it certainly w- won't you know hurt their chances. But I do hope for us as fans. I don't. I hope it doesn't impact. I suppose this is a bad thing to say because, I mean, it needs to impact them if the penalty is going to be effective. But for us as spectators, I hope it doesn't impact them too much because I would like to see Red Bull, Mercedes and Ferrari all in the mixer together like we kind of thought we were going to get this year. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you mentioned earlier on um, when you were talking about Abu Dhabi there, you mentioned Lewis Verstappen. Will you get into that incident on, it was lap seven, coming into turn two. Who was at fault? Because there's I've, I've heard differing opinions. I have my own opinion, but uh, first of all, Dave, give me your, your opinion. Oh, we're going with me again. Sorry, yeah, Isidro. No, you're, you're on the bench today, Isidro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to... I could sit on the fence on this one. I could argue both sides. I could argue that Lewis didn't give Max enough room and squeezed him a bit. I think Max was alongside him. And at that point, you're supposed to give a a car's width. But I could also argue that perhaps the room was was never going to be there for Max and he should have backed out. So I know that's not an answer anyone's going to, because that's a real political sitting on the fence answer but i could argue both sides i suppose if i if i was forced to make a decision of where i see the blame lie i probably i know the penalty went to max verstappen 
But I think I probably would have laid the blame more towards Lewis Hamilton again at a push. I, I yeah. you know, I think there was 50 50 there, but I think I would maybe have said that Lewis should have been maybe given a little bit more room given that Max was over sort of 50% of his car length uh, alongside him. Yeah. That would, that would be my, my, my thought on it. Isidro, it, where are you? But it spiced things up. But the cat uh, among the pigeons. Say, yeah. I would go with Max's fault on this one. I think uh, right. he was a bit too aggressive. He already, he knew there was no space there and he knows that Louis would not say, oh, please, by all means, pass here. No, no, no. Uh, you know, Max was just uh, a bit too aggressive and, uh, he paid the price, not very high price, just a penalty, but still, uh, yeah. I think uh, Max should just uh, take it easy. You're already champion, so what's uh, why ruin the the race for two drivers? I think it was Lewis Hamilton that was in front of him. I think was the reason. Yes, I think I did. I think whether he won the world championship, whether he was trying to win the world championship, I think that made no difference. I think the blinders were on. He saw Lewis Hamilton, saw red. I'm going for it. <laughs> And that was the end of it. I think that the thing that we love about Max is that once he's on a racetrack, nothing else matters. He just wants to win regardless. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so go on, Scotty. What's your uh, take on it then? I would lay the blame in, uh, at Lewis's feet. Um, I, I just don't think there was enough room there. He was alongside him, and I think he squeezed him. I think he knew what he was doing as well. Um, oh, I agree because they. Sorry, go on, go on. No, no, no. At, at worst, I would have put it down to a racing incident and, and let both of them off with it. Yeah, I think the the reason I would lean towards Lewis is that that they came out of turn one, and it was clear like Lewis would have known that he was there alongside him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they were going down to turn two, like he's not stupid. He knows that Max Verstappen was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I think he should have given a little bit more room. For uh, again, as the the rules would state, to give a a, a car's width, uh, if the car is alongside you, and he didn't. So, yeah, I think it was harsh. Like I said, I could argue both sides. Like I said, it's a terrible answer to give, but I could argue both sides. So I do think giving Verstappen a five second penalty, I think was bad form. I like you said, yeah, I, I would agree with you, Scotty. Race, I, I put it down to a racing incident and just. Let them go, because or give them both a five second penalty for aggressive, over aggressive driving or something like that. But I don't think it was very harsh to pick uh, one over the other out of that one. I think, well, yeah. not according to Isidro, <laughs> with his Mercedes hand of doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he got his just desserts in the end, according to Isidro, anyway. Um, but still managed to stay ahead of Perez on the track. Um, mm. Should should we uh, jump into that? No, we'll come back to that later. Let's move on to um, our, our Ferraris uh, this weekend. Carlos Sainz and, and Charles Leclerc. I'm going to start with the Cedro now. What did you think of, of the Ferraris this weekend? It was a great weekend for Ferraris. About time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for Sainz. He, uh, he had a few bad luck in the past few races, but today he was on top of it. And even Leclerc, after hitting the barriers, he was made to recover and get the P4, so overall it was very good for Ferraris. Dave? Um, sorry, Zidro, I had to pick my jaw up off the ground. You thought <laughs> it was a good weekend for Ferrari? I thought it was a... I, th- I thought it was just another one of Ferrari's fumbles. Like, yeah, Leclerc did a good recovery drive. Again, I think maybe the, the safety cars and stuff like that landed in their favour, but it started with the 
the the qualifying and everything that they just absolutely made a mess the qualifying um then Carlos Sainz obviously had to take an engine penalty then or you know it took a an um a new combustion engine so it took a five grid place penalty i think p7 he started yeah yeah then there was the incidents with leclerc and norris then there was uh and you know and, uh, leclerc went out uh, or not went out but sorry went off track ended up at the back had to do a recovery drive like it was the best they could have hoped for but i yeah i don't know sorry Isidro, i don't agree with you I, I don't i don't think it was a good weekend for them it was just a, a recovery weekend but it just seems every weekend is a recovery weekend for for ferrari at the moment well they, they both finished the race they both had four tires waiting for them at the pit stop every time they went there <laughs> i mean i see improvement there so this is the measure of Ferrari now is that they have four <laughs> tires waiting for them when they go in for a pit stop. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll bring you on to the, the Lando incident with uh, Leclerc. What do you think here? Was this a racing incident or was Lando, did he take his eye off the ball there? Oh, that, oh sorry, me, is it? Yeah, I'll go with you. Oh, well, that was definitely Lando's fault. He, You could see he had under, he understeered when he went into that corner. Was that turn 10 or something like that? I can't quite remember what turn that was on. But he, uh, yeah, he understeered and you could see the car just had no grip and sort of slid into into Leclerc. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I think that the penalty was kind of just for Lando on that one. Yeah. And any, was there any um, connection between that crash and then Lando's eventual, uh, was it uh, electronics or hydraulics failure? Uh, it was an electrical issue, but I would be surprised i don't think there was that much of an impact between him and well actually no uh so no i don't think that would be the reason for reti- he retired but after the incident with Leclerc, he did come on the radio a number of times um complaining about uh was it the front left when he was uh, ter- uh, making right hand turns yeah it was steering uh, anyway for sure yeah he was saying yeah exactly he was saying there was some some issue there so the so the car maybe necessarily wasn't perfect afterwards, but I don't think maybe that would have be what that would have led to the electrical issue. So no. mm. and Leclerc's response to being hit was that guy's a dick. Um, I think was what he said about Lando. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to go easy on Lando. He's he's it's had his birthday. A, he's had a, <laughs> his birthday. He's just finished absolutely pebble dash in the toilet for the week and he's you know he's, he's had he's had a rough time of it poor land he looked dejected sitting down at the side of the track oh, there when he went off. off i'd say he was just thinking why did i bother turning up this weekend i should have stayed <laughs> at the hotel and recovered yeah isidro go on i think lando was trying the daniel theory if you take a guy out on the race and you get 10 seconds <laughs> you finish high on the grid i think he was trying that uh, but, uh, well, he is not experienced as daniel so no, no, at finishing that far back or crashing. Um, and... Daniel didn't do himself any favors to, to try and recreate that magic. Oh, horrible. Absolutely was, horrible. Will we touch? Karma. Do you want to touch on that there now, the the Ricardo incident? Yeah, why not? And then we can... Uh, yeah, we'll now talk that about, we're here. Let's talk about McLaren and we'll, we'll talk about Haas as well while we're there because it's all kind of mixed together. And then we'll let's come back that. to... Going back to the yeah, Ferraris, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give me give me your thoughts on the on the Danny Ricardo tip of K Mag. I have nothing to say on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to Ferrari. <laughs> back to Ferrari. Uh, oh, it was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Um, it was. I mean, it was a racing incident. I don't think there's a. I mean, I know they were talking about it being investigated after the race, but 
I don't think any, I haven't heard anything coming from it and I don't think anything will come of it. It mm. was just a racing incident, but heartbreaking for, for K-Mag, uh, but almost I felt more bad for Daniel Ricardo because, I mean, listen, Magnuson was, what was he, P8 or something, uh, P9, I think he dropped back to, I can't quite recall. He yeah. dropped back anyway. Like, it wasn't like he was in pulled, you know, in P1 and Ricardo wiped him out. He was back down the middle of the pack. I felt more bad for Ricardo because he's he's just come off the back of a of a good a good result, good race, and and now he's you know he's coming to the end of sort of his stint with McLaren. He's going to be obviously missing for twenty twenty three. He wants to show that he's he's still got something there if he's any chance coming back in twenty twenty four. And what does he do? He takes out not only does he take out someone and then himself, he takes out K Mag, who's sort of now the the golden boy of Formula One this weekend after setting that pole position. And yeah. of all people to wipe out, that's who we went for. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a racing incident, but yeah, I felt bad for him. What do you think, Isidro? I have to disagree with Dave, right? Uh, I think it's karma what happened to Daniel after <laughs> what he did to Tsunoda and they tried to do the same with Kevin Magnussen and now he paid the price. There's no 10 seconds penalty this time for him. Mm. It's just out of place. A shame for Kevin though. He was on P8, sat on P8 and would probably finish P10 maybe if it was for that uh, move from Daniel Ricciardo. So. We we were all extremely excited to see K Mag up there um, yesterday. Circumstances were obviously uh, in his favor, but uh, Dave, was he ever going to hold anything higher than than P eight? Do you think on race day, on the sprint race? I have or to say, race, I thought he was going to come. I th- I was kind of thinking around P six. I thought he might have been able to hold on to. I thought kind of that that car should have had enough pace. Uh, on the soft tires over 21 laps of being able to just go full, you know, flat out. I thought he might've held P6, but obviously that wasn't to be. But for race day starting P8, I mean, that's not the end of the world. Mm. Well, it was because Daniel Ricciardo took him out. So had he <laughs> placed anywhere else, he may not have had that issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So... Yeah, I think he, he's had a great weekend. I'd be honest, I don't think that's going to phase him at all. I mean, the fact that he went out in the, the Grand Prix, I think his takeaway this weekend will be, I got pole position. Mm-hmm. And yes, the circumstances of how he got pole position, you know, it, but at the end of the day, it, the team put him out on track at the right time. Every you know, Anyone else could have put their car out on track at the same time, or if not before him, and they didn't. So as a team effort, they got him pole position. He got pole position. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Um, let's go back, as you were, you were mentioning, Ferrari, let's go back to Leclerc. Um, and he wanted Sainz to give up third coming into the, I think it was the last lap there. He was talking on the radio, um, asking the team to think about points. Uh, what are our opinions? Isidro, I'll start with you. What do you think about this? Uh, I think that Ferrari was, uh, was correct to say no. I mean, Sainz raced very well to get to P3 and Leclerc wanting that just for me points. I mean, you can do better in Abu Dhabi if you want. Mm. I think it's correct. The decision of Ferrari, no. If you wanted the P3, you should have uh, fight for it more. Yeah. And not just have signs to drop. Just so Leclerc can be pleased at the end of the day. For Ferrari, it's the same. They got the same points. 
it's um, it's a little bit different asking someone to give up a podium as it is maybe giving giving up a fourth or a fifth. Um, Dave, what do you think? Oh yeah, I agree with Isidro. Yeah, it's absolutely you're going for a po- you're going for a podium, you're going for a trophy. It's you know going to be in the record books. It's going to be on your career record of of podium finishes. You know you're not going to give that up just because some guy's fighting for second in the championship. I think had he been fighting for first. You know, if if this was going for a, a a title, I think probably signs would have maybe willingly have given it up at that point, yeah. but not for second. You know, not a chance. No, no, no. Um, and speaking of signs, then we had the issue with the the tearaway and the uh, rear right. Yeah, I think it was smoking rear right. Um, what was the resolution there actually? Just cleared it out, and uh, yeah. but I, I did look like they were going to have issues with it because as he came out, he, that that uh, that right rear brake was still smoking for a good lap or two afterwards. It was still smoke coming out, so uh, thankfully it kind of either whatever was left on it burnt off, and the brake started to cool down. Um, so yeah, he got he got lucky there, and uh, and then like I said, yeah, got a good strong finish then for for P three. And there was a conversation, Martin Brundle was saying that there used to be a case for when the tearaway was being pulled away, instead of throwing it out, there was a little pocket just down at the side of the car that they used to put the mm. tearaways in. Yeah. And possibly there should be a conversation again about maybe bringing that back. What do you That's, think? I think that conversation has been coming up for a few years now because there's been a number of instances where the tearaways have been going into brake ducts and yeah. causing causing issues. So I, I don't really see it being a big issue. I mean, put a little, just like like that, a little kind of slip on the on the inside of the cockpit that you you can easily just put, you know, probably just to the right of the steering wheel that you can easily just slot the, the tearaway slip into. Um, because, yeah, you can't just, it's like Mario Kart just firing it out yeah. there. You know, and you're kind of thinking, I've got, oh, I've got like 20 of these on my visor. I'm just going to start tearing them off and firing them behind me. Like, <laughs> you know, like you can see it starting to be used as, as a tactic, can't you? By tactic, the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the leader of the race. Um, okay. Uh, let's, let's move on. We've, we've, we've stuck on, on Ferrari for a while there. Red Bull, um, another case of team orders. This is a big one. Um, uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't who, who wants to start with this one? Oh Jesus! Silence. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it was a deep right, move from Max. Max already the champion. This uh, eight points doesn't help in anything, but it could help uh, Paris to to get the second mm. second place. So it was a deep move from uh, from Max to do that. Yeah, yeah. I do you know I have I've uh, I have two opinions on this. So the the opinion on the incident itself is, yeah, it was a dick move. Uh, he's, um, you know, he's won the world championship. I mean, it's not going to. I don't know. Has he won? Has he set the record for points scored in a season yet? I think that was done last week. Yeah, was it? yeah. I think he's already done that as well. So yeah. it's not like he's going for a record here. There, there's absolutely no justification. The Sort of the the talk is that the reason behind it was that there was possibly some sort of gripe hung hanging around since Monaco, um, with what happened with Perez. You know, Verstappen seemed to think that Perez tactically crashed his car in Monaco, which I I don't think that's what happened at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dick moved that he didn't hand it over, especially how much 
I think Perez helped him last season. Um, I think it was it was in Abu Dhabi when he did that absolutely stellar drive to keep to to hold up Lewis Hamilton, yeah, and bring Mag, uh, bring Max back into the into play. So, for him to go and do that and leave his teammate on equal points and disobey the team, yeah, he that's throwing your weight around a little too much, and I think he's gonna get a. I will at least he should get a bollocking because I don't think it's like a, a footballer, you know, that whole kind of a footballer thinks he's bigger than the club type thing. Yeah. Regardless of what Verstappen has done or is doing and how good he is, he can't ever think that he's bigger than the Red Bull team. He has to be a team player. And I think that that uh Christian Horner needs to sort of give him a bit of a reality check there that when we tell you to do something. It's for the good of the team, and you do it, especially in this circumstances. Now, <laughs> oh. so what I what I do like about it, though, <laughs> is that we're in a we're in a sort of a, a generation of everybody's friends. You know, the you know, everybody, you know, everyone's afraid to offend, everyone's afraid to do something that might upset someone else. And and we're in that kind of you know, and don't get me wrong, there's a it's a very likable grid that we have. You know, yeah. I I I I don't think I've any much of complaints of anybody. No. So it's nice to see a driver as ruthless. I mean, that was as ruthless as it gets in yeah. Formula One. And it's nice to see now, like I said, still the dick move, not not backing that up. But it's nice to see that a driver is willing to just be like, I don't give a shit. I am <laughs> I am racing for myself and myself alone. So it's kind of nice to see that uh, that that attitude there, it, regardless of what it does with him and his teammates. It's uh, it, it's nice to see that a driver is willing to go against the grain and not try and be. Um, not to, trying to be friends with everybody is what I'm getting at. I suppose it's nice yeah. to see the aggression there. Yeah, I mean, Max Verstappen has had a few teammates over the last few years. The teammates have come and gone. Max Verstappen is still there, mm -hmm. and he's now two-time world champion. I know you say, okay, there's you know we should play for the team, and no one's bigger than the team. But is he bigger than the team? No, at this current point, no, no, no. no. I mean, it, look at it this way. I think there's 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 a pool of Red Bull have a car, I think that will be. I think there's good, there's there's other drivers they could put. It, oh, okay, look, hang, hang on a second. Let me start this again because yeah. I, I was going on a road there. I was gonna I was gonna paint myself into a corner. <laughs> yeah, I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to catch myself there. Um, he is possibly the be he is the best driver I think on the grid at the moment, and I put him ahead of Lewis Hamilton only purely because Lewis Hamilton is on the downward side yeah. of his career. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I think he has a lot to still do to be up there with Lewis Hamilton, but just at this moment in time of drivers on the grid. So he is the best out there at the moment. That being said, Red Bull have a good history at the moment of bringing through good drivers. Obviously, it's Sebastian Vettel. Daniel Ricciardo was good when he was at uh, Red Bull. Mark Webber was half decent as well. Like they have good and they have a good academy and they have good drivers in, in, in the uh, waiting in the wings there as well. So now, Again, none of them are going to replace Max Verstappen. So there is a bit of a balancing order here. But you cannot allow, like, okay, you might have the conversation once that, you know, 
or you or you might say, look, this is he's done it this once. It was they're having a bit of a Barney him and Perez at the moment. This is not a regular occurrence. Hmm. However, if this does become a regular occurrence, then you've got an issue like and you really have to get on top of it, because if you end up in a situation where they start taking each other out on track because they're getting over aggressive, then hmm. it becomes costly for the team, not just from a title winning uh, chance, but also financially, it becomes costly when you start crashing all the time. Hmm. So. Um, so, yeah, he's. When, he's not bigger than the team, but he's definitely in a position of power because of how good of a driver he is. So they have an issue. They have a, they have a problem there. To, they have to find a balance and find out what, and sort out that issue between Perez and and Verstappen quick before next season comes around. Yeah, you'd imagine a, a team the size of Red Bull will be straight in there now and, and sorting that out even before next week. There'll be words throughout the week now. I would imagine straight after the race. I imagine they're doing their debrief now and they're 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 trying to sort this out and trying to find a way, a, re, a, a resolution here as to how they can, can solve this between the two. Because whatever, you know, going to Abu Dhabi, like whatever's the, the issue, but <clears throat> coming into next season, like they want to go for another title. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> So they got to they got to sort it out quick. Speaking of of tension and things to be sorted out, let's move on to uh, Alpine. Quite a weekend these boys had. The boxing gloves were on or off, as the case may be, um, throughout the weekend. What was uh, what was your thoughts? Uh, I'll start with you, Cedro. What are your thoughts on uh, on Ocon versus Alonso? Ding ding. <laughs> I think that uh, Alonso, since he's is going away, he doesn't really care about the. The, the team spirit or anything like that. It's just, uh, well, there's one more space left and then I can leave these guys behind and that's it. Yeah. So it's just Alonso being Alonso. Great to see, I think. <laughs> Dave, what are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder, is is Ocon a, a difficult teammate to have? Aren't there, there, There's a bit of concerns about the, the long-standing grudge between Gasly and Ocon from their karting days and and their sort of early career days, uh, which apparently sort of has brought the families into it. There's actually like a sort of a family rivalry going on here or something like that, that the, the families got involved and stuff. I did see a story or an article where Alpine had made mention that sort of family, certain family members or something like that were only allowed on tr- at the track on sort of alternating race weekends or something like that so as to not have them all on the track together. Look, um, uh, it was from reputable sources, but um, whether that's true or not, but I believe there is that they've they've tried to bury the hatchet. I think between the two of them, but so I don't know. I would imagine maybe Alcon is just maybe his uh, bit of a Max Verstappen in the sense that you know he will do everything to win. He's there for himself. Uh, he's not there to play second fiddle to anybody. So could be spicy next year with Gasly there. I'm looking forward to that. So, um, so yeah. So when I saw what was going on with Alonso and Ocon, it's look. I think it's it's doesn't seem like it's come out of the blue. It sounds like this is something that's uh, that's to be expected. Mm. And the the um a bit of back and forth on the track with uh was it uh, Ocon? Did Ocon take it Alonso first and then Alonso? Yeah, uh, clip the rear of of Alonso of oh in the sprint race in the sprint race. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And that led to the the comments then that uh, Alonso said post race interview. But before, like, let's let's because we've been we've been going on about kind of rivalries and stuff like that. Mm. Let's talk about the the ri- Okay, 
let's talk about the the fact that Ocon went from P from P sixteen to P eight, and Alonso went from what P seventeen to P five, and yeah. neither of them got driver of the day. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. The the conspiracies, Dave. Uh, is there a conspiracy here, a pro Hamilton conspiracy in Brazil? Is that what we're looking at? I look. I suppose like when we started before we jumped on the podcast. Obviously, we thought I thought it was a a sky run um, driver of the day vote when when Hamilton won driver of the day. Yeah. So I thought, okay, you got British fans and you've got um, sky. You know, it, it it was inevitable that it was going to be. Lewis Hamilton or George Russell. But the fact that it's a global vote, I didn't realize it was actually goes off the F1.com uh website. Um the, the fact it's global, I don't I don't don't understand how Hamilton got driver of the day. Like over George Russell, Lu, uh, Fernando Alonso or Esteban Ocon. What? <laughs> I, I think some part of it could be to do with, with visibility. Hamilton was very much involved in a lot of the coverage, I think, today. Whereas the two guys, not as much. True, yeah, yeah. And I, I suppose, you know, people are only voting based off what they're seeing on the TV coverage. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, don't get me wrong, Lewis Hamilton had an absolute incredible day today. But I think George Russell dominated that race. I mean, he controlled that race from start to finish. How did mm. he not get driver of the day? And like I said, Alonso coming from P17 to, to, to finish fifth. Like, what the hell? Anyway. Isidro, what do you think? Is there any uh, any conspiracy going on here, or should we uh, nip that one in the bud? No, I'll stick with the conspiracy. Like <laughs> of course. Saying, yeah. Alonso, will, he fought 12 positions. Lewis Hamilton, he started second, finished second. What's what? I mean, he did a good, solid race, but he didn't do anything special. It was just a ordinary weekend for him, while Alonso or Ocon, they just fight their way up to the points. Yeah, I agree. I think I I think there's I I don't know how that vote. The fact that it's a global vote, I, I'm stumped how that happened. Yeah. I'm delighted that, that, like I said, I I love the fact that the Mercedes got the one two, and like I said, Hamilton had an absolute cracking race uh, to finish P two. But uh, just a quick uh, uh, numbers here: Lewis Hamilton got seventeen point one percent of the votes, and Alonso got sixteen percent of the votes. Oh, right. here. Do you think Crofty put in all those extra votes <laughs> to, to bring up the percentage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. Ted Kravitz was there yeah. with his script for <laughs> him and Brad Pitt were were putting in the votes. Sorry, okay, go on. <laughs> Would you like to know, we, we've had an interesting uh, week over on our YouTube. There's been a lot of comments in on a certain video to do with the, the Ted Kravitz, um, Max Verstappen, uh, I'm not going to use the word feud again because we've used it too much throughout this, yeah, this yeah. podcast today. The boycott, uh, the boycott. The boycott, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, has that ended now, that boycott? Because I've seen Max talking to Sky this week. Yeah, weekend. yeah. <clears throat> they, have, they officially ended it for Brazil, which, look, fair enough. Like, I get what they were doing. But I, I was, like, we, we got a lot of feed, a lot of feedback on that, uh, on that video. And I would say <clears throat> a good 85%, I'd say 90% of the people... Um, do feel that the Sky's coverage is very biased and very much heavily leaning towards Lewis Hamilton and sort of the British drivers. And, do you know, I paid more attention. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree to that uh, on certain race weekends. I do find that they, they do cover um, and talk about Lewis Hamilton quite a lot, even when Lewis Hamilton isn't even in the, in you know, in the running. 
but uh, yeah, I paid attention to it today, and I was kind of <laughs> the yeah, the coverage. It, it did it did favor Lewis a bit. Although, having said that, Martin Brundle was uh, laying the blame of the Max uh, incident at Hamilton's feet as well. Mm. So uh, maybe he's trying to get uh, get. <laughs> Get some favor back with the the social <laughs> the social media people. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it, it's it's got to it's got to be like look, we move on. Like you know, it's it, it's a bit of fun, it's a bit of a laugh. But if you if you take it too seriously, like you're you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, right before we finish up today, then let's have a quick little look uh, coming into Abu Dhabi at the the two notable things: the constructors' fight, which has Merck, Merck and Ferrari um, clearly pitted against each other, and then we'll have a quick little look at the Perez Leclerc situation. So uh, Merck uh, sitting on where are they? Five hundred and five points. Mm. Ferrari sitting on five twenty four. So nineteen points in the difference. Uh, Dave, kick us off. Where do you see this going? Ah. Uh... I hope I'm a Ferrari fan, but like I said, sometimes you got to see the world burn to build it up again. <laughs> and I want, <laughs> I want to see Mercedes overtake Ferrari just so they don't get away with how bad they've been this week or yeah. this this season. Season, yeah. you know, I want them to realize that a car that st- a car at the start of the season, if we, everyone cast their mind back to the start of the season where we had races where Lewis Hamilton wasn't even getting out of Q three. Yeah. Um. Sorry, out of Q one. Sorry, he wasn't even getting out of Q one. Um. In in qualifying, to now winning a race, but you you've had a car that's been struggling that whole season, yet they're only nineteen points behind you, and Ferrari have a car that should have been fair, like we all thought was going to be a title winner this season. Yeah. So I don't want them to finish second to feel that they've sort of got away with it. You know, I want that, like, I, I think they, they need to have that smack in the face of and kind of say, yeah, you've, you've finished third to a team that struggled really hard this season. So, yeah, yeah. bring on Mercedes. That's uh, Abu Dhabi is what I say. Now, it, it, if this does happen and um, uh, Ferrari do finish behind Mercedes, Isidro will heads roll at Ferrari and whose head should roll at Ferrari? Oh, I think I'll. I have to agree with Dave. I see Mercedes going, uh, for the second and Ferrari third, especially because I see Max Verstappen redeem himself and just crash into Leclerc in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so Paris has uh, a good race and get all the points, and Ferrari f- finish third and Mercedes finish second, and everyone is happy. That's uh, that's how I see it. Uh, I don't think they'll change the the team though. I think the the team will stay the same come twenty twenty three. No, it's a solid team that they yeah. they should mean whatever they've been doing up to now. They they should keep everything as it is. Oh no no sorry to... I mean Ferrari. I'm oh. just saying I don't think Ferrari will change anything going into twenty twenty three. I think the the personnel will stay the same. I don't think they'll change the strategists. I don't think they'll change like Bonato. I don't think will go anywhere. I think he'll be there in twenty twenty three. I think all the I I yeah I think all the personnel will be the same bar sort of a few peripheral staff, staff kind of changes, but I don't see any major overhaul happening going into next season. That that was what I was angling towards. Do you think Bonato will still be there? Yeah, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I do. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He will still be heading the Clown College this time He will year. be, yeah, yeah. Good, Both good, good. teams are the same, except the interns at Ferrari. I think they are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's um, again. Ferrari are involved in this, but Perez versus Leclerc. We've touched on it a few times today. Um, 
Would he, will they be directly lined up against each other, or do you think there will be? Will they even be near each other on the grid come race day? I'm calling Leclerc to finish ahead of Perez. Oh, yeah, okay. I think per- Leclerc will take second in the championship. Where, where's that coming from? He hasn't been performing fantastically in the last few races, has he? Yeah, I um, I just I think the 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 today I saw red bull struggled uh could have been the track could have been the altitude could have been a whole number of things but it didn't have the pace i think had leclerc not have had that incident with lando norris i think he would have probably been in third place i think he was going to be faster than signs so i think verstappen will probably be quicker uh but i do think Leclerc, oh, sorry, I think Verstappen in that Red Bull is quicker than Perez in that Red Bull. But so I, so I think, um, yeah, I think Leclerc will finish ahead of Perez. I just don't think he'll have the pace in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, is he on the same page? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, the Perez still has some fight left, and I think he wants that second place. And while I was joking about Max taking out. I don't think it'll be it'll be that bad, but I think Max will definitely help Perez to get the second. And two Red Bulls are definitely faster than the, the Ferraris. Mm. So, so you're you're going with you're you're going Paris take second in the championship. Yeah. Are we putting uh, is there a wager going on this? Anyone? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose we could do an extra little one aside from the predictions games, which we'll, we'll get into now in a second. Um. But so you're going. I'm going Paris. Leclerc. You're going, going Leclerc. I'm going Leclerc to take the second place, and Isidro's going with Paris. Who are you going with, uh, Scotty? Oh, I have to decide. I thought I was just going to be the referee. <laughs> oh, we can be the referee, but if you want to throw your hat in the ring and give a give a prediction, um, yeah, I think I think probably Perez. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to side so, with Isidro on this, but the the bet is a hundred euro between you and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's uh, put a bow on this thing and and get stuck into the yeah. predictions table. All right, all right, yeah. Let, let me let me take this take the reins here and get us underway in the predictions <laughs> because things are hotting up here. All yeah. right, so we have and let me open this up here. Right, the table is. Ah, oh, I have this. I've did sewn up. It's like I, I I'm cruising. So me on nine points and yourself, Owen and Azidro joint on seventh in last place. <laughs> All right. Let's scroll down to today's race. Right. I had Verstappen to finish first. That did not happen. I had Perez second. Also did not happen but I had signs to finish third. So that gives me one point. Scotty, who did you have? Um, I don't have the predictions open. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I do know it's here. It's here, it's here. <laughs> um, so I had Verstappen in first, which did not happen. I had Hamilton in second, which did happen. Yeah. And I had Sergio Perez in third, which did also not happen. So I got one point for my three. We're equal so far. Oh, and Isidro. No, I got Hamilton first. Didn't happen either. Verstappen second. Another zero. And Russell third. So, goose eggs all around. All right. I had my flop. Both McLarens outside the top 10. 
that's no. what we call. No, uh, I know where you're going with this. That no. is not. Oh, this is not happening. <laughs> no, outside the top ten means outside of the top ten. I don't really think it means DNF. That, are they inside the top ten? They are not. <laughs> so where are they? <laughs> <laughs> They're neither inside or outside the top 10 they didn't finish at all yeah so they're so, not inside the top 10 which means so they're but, outside the top 10 by by proxy you're saying that they would be outside of the top 10 but they're are you, not are you in your house at the moment <laughs> no, no i'm not gonna tell you where i am because so, then you then you'll yeah, come for me <laughs> no 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 you're not in your house so you're outside your house <laughs> i'm not inside my house though yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna to have to let yourself and Isidro decide on this one, but I, I think, I think there's gonna be a riot if, if I'm not given the point on this one. What do you think, Isidro? I, I just want to piss him off, really. But I mean, it's up to you. Uh, usually we call out if it's DNF or just outside top ten. Okay. So you're telling me I'm, I'm not getting it? No. Oh, I was just doing it for fun, but he was serious. <laughs> That is absolutely oh. vicious. That's like Verstappen <laughs> not giving the place back to Perez. <laughs> I love serious? it. A vicious podcaster, Isidro. That's uh. ruthless. That's uh, like they're outside the top 10, whether they DNF'd or not. They're not inside the top 10. That is shocking. It's if... it's a technicality. It really is. I've given stuff in the past on technicalities in favor of you guys. And now when it comes, it's like Perez. Like He does he does all the work no, 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 in Abu Dhabi no. last season, if, if helps out his team. No, no, getting... I'm just following the rules. If you go, if you see the results. There is says... no rules here. <laughs> <laughs> We've made them up as we go we along. Made them up Norris, up and we're NC, doing it again. Daniel Ricciardo, NC. Yuki Tsunoda finished 17. And that's the last place for the race results today. That's what I would say too. So we are just following the rules, Dave. Sorry. Oh. Wow. That rule has never come up. You've just made wow. that literally. People it's... listening to this podcast have just heard you make that rule up on the spot. <laughs> We've never had that rule all season. I, I would I would tend to agree with the Cedro. I'm sorry, Dave. All right. Well, fuck you both. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My uh, my flop was... <laughs> and it's not because uh, it's just one point difference between all of us. Uh, yeah, that's not. I don't care. I'm still winning this season, so let's go. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> um, my flap for uh, this week was Bottas engine DNF. Um, I was pretty clear about that, and that didn't happen, did it? No, no he finished no, quite well, no, actually. No, yeah, zero. <laughs> he finished top ten. <laughs> he was in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, right, come on. Zero. zero. I got uh, Ocon outside top ten yeah, as a nice. flop. Yeah, big zero for you. Right, Dave. Go on. What was your surprise today? Yeah, shine, Dave. yeah, shine. Bottas, inside, inside the top 10, not with an engine DNF, not outside the top 10, inside the top 10. Cool. So you called it right and you got a point. That's the rules, I think. Isn't it really just yeah. calling it precisely where it is? I yeah, think that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that is the rules. Yeah. And I got it. <laughs> One point for me. All right. All right. Uh, I said, he still wins, by the way. I said uh, K-Mag inside the top 10 and it was, no, no, didn't happen. Thanks, Danny Rick. Yep, Dick. I think I think if Danny Rick didn't take him out, he still wasn't finishing inside the top. No, 10. he wasn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. And Azidro, I had Yuki Tsunoda, top ten. Actually, where did Tsunoda finish? Oh, oh, he was seventeen. Seventeenth, yeah. yeah. Was well, that... so that didn't happen either. Jesus, Azidro, that was bad for you this week. Um, Dave, it didn't matter that we um, 
it's the principle of things that i know that you guys don't have my back when i all season when there's been technicalities i backed you up and kind of went oh yeah look we'll, we'll give it to you except when azidro tried to hedge his bets on two teams yeah but... that was that was messed up so i win this week you and do. that now means that i am on 10 points and you both are on seven and i am the First year's late night race review predictions yeah. champion. Let's well get done, the Dave. internet lose your shit. Pants down <laughs> celebrations. <laughs> How do you feel, Dave? How do you feel? I feel amazing. I won't quite go George Russell's Oscar winning speech that he did today, but yeah, yeah, I do yeah. feel amazing. Yeah. And the fact that I have secured that victory <laughs> on the back of what I can only say, <laughs> hurtful tactics from both of you. <laughs> tactics. <laughs> that, that wrote off my McLaren decision for both of them outside the top 10. The one time they finished outside, the, they both didn't finish or finish inside the top 10. It's beautiful. That is a great way of winning the championship, to stick it to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fitting, fitting win. And winning it before the end of the season as well in uh, true Max Verstappen style. Well done, Absolutely man. Absolutely delighted. Good job. But we are not finished yet, so we still have to wrap it up. There's still uh, second place to decide here, like mm -hmm. there is between Leclerc and Perez. So... I'm because I, I I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can have Ronald <laughs> McDonald's coming first if I wanted. <laughs> so I am going um, gravy train and I'm going with Lewis Hamilton. Nice. And second, George Russell. Oh, ah, fucking going right in at this one, leaning into it. <laughs> and then P3 is going to be our P2 uh, driver title winner is. Charles Leclerc. Oh, I knew that's where you were going with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we are, as always, we are, are of a similar mind, but not quite the same. I'm going to say uh, P1 Russell, P2 Lewis, and I'm going to go for P3, my choice for uh, second position, Sergio Perez. All righty. Yeah. We're, we're leaning into the Mercedes. All right. And with it, the pace is just It was good. There. Yeah, it's it was there. good. All right, Isidro. Hamilton first. Oh, well, it's different to, to Scotty anyway. We're playing for second place here, Isidro. Yeah. Second. Oh, my God. We're all leaning into wow. the Mercedes. And Sergio Perez third. Oh, Jesus. Right. So the one two needs to be different for me and you to be going head head. I like it. I like it. Dave, what's your. Are we going flap or surprise? Flap? Flop. Yeah. Okay. Flippity flop. Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> Max Verstappen. Oh, oh, I know why you're going for that as well. DNF. Oh, he's, he's crashing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. Is it anything I'll, to do with what Isidro mentioned earlier on? I'll, uh, what did Isidro mention earlier on? He said that Max was going to take Leclerc out, or yeah, take. Oh uh, no, out. I think what's going to happen is if um. He's gonna he's gonna get over aggressive with Hamilton, and he's just gonna come out the the worse of the battle. That's nice. what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a repeat of last uh, season's dramatic, uh, you know, dr dramatic kind of battles that they had, and they're gonna take each other. You know, they well, they're gonna tangle, and one of them's not gonna finish. And I'm gonna go with Verstappen not finishing. Yeah, yeah, I can. That's see just that hopeful. That's just me kind of 
putting my script head on for Drive to Survive new season. Yeah. <laughs> That's all this is. No, the I can see the comeback. I, I can see that. I understand what you're saying as well. I think there will Ted be Kravitz drama. Will be drooling all over this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there will be drama at Abu Dhabi. Uh, I agree with you, and that's the reason my flop uh, is Charles Leclerc. I think oh. he's going to get yeah. I, he's going to crash. It'll be a DNF. Um, I think he's going to get overexcited. The pressure is going to mount, and he's going to do something stupid. Do you think he's going to crash by himself or he's going to tangle with someone? He's going to, I think he's going to tussle with someone. I don't quite know who. It depends on where he finishes in qualifying, but yeah. I think he's going to tussle with someone. He's going to get overexcited and try to, because you could see it today. You could see it the way he was doing the radio call. He was getting a bit emotional. He's going yeah, to take they, that into they, next week. That's it. And and there's there's no, uh, there's one race left. So the, the two lads have to go uh, guns blazing. Only one... All right, Isidro. Oh come on! Don't get don't we we we've had a great run here. Don't let us down. Fines <laughs> DNF. Okay, Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, keeping big names here on the DNF front. Are you uh, are you going to lock in your DNF with a particular reason, or are you just going to go DNF? Uh, no, just DNF. Oh, I, we, I, I, we, I could I could I could see Pierre Gasly just crash into signs just so he get two penalty points and start with zero. You're going on holiday for next year, but. Uh, <laughs> So no. you you don't want to lock in a crash like uh, me and uh, me and uh, Scotty that you don't want to be no, brave on this crash. one. It'll be just a mechanical failure, most Ooh, likely. Okay. okay, all right, interesting. All right, my surprise for the final time of 2022. <laughs> oh Lord, and probably his final race. <laughs> and it's probably his final race. Mick Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> Why break it? You like like Max. You've won already. It doesn't matter what you do. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Schumacher. It's the obvious inside the top ten. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've just doomed Mick Schumacher now to not having a career. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So my uh, my surprise this week, and I think he's been somewhat underrated this season. He's done better, and I think just because of. Just because of who he is, um, he hasn't been getting the plaudits. I think inside the top ten next week is going to be uh, Lance Stroll. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I give you that. I can see it happening. I mean, it can go either way. Mm. I mean, it can go either that Aston Martin. Like it's either, it's either you know tussling in the midfield or it's rock bottom at the back like a minority. Yeah. You know, there's no middle ground with it. You just never know. But he, I think he's been doing really well and he hasn't been getting the, the plaudits for it. I think I, I wrote him off as well at the start of the season. I was like, this mm. guy cannot drive. But he's actually done really well. No, this no. Season. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, Isidro. What do, wait, 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 wait. What do what? you want uh, Lance Stroll? Top 10? Is that the... <laughs> oh. Top 10. Is that the, really a surprise? I mean... Oh! Oh, you're Lance... on it today! You don't think Lance Stroll in the top 10 is a, a surprise? Uh, no. He gets... Uh... You get stopped in quite easily. So let's just check the math here. Oh my God, <laughs> he's all over. Well, it. he was P15 in Me uh, was it Mexico. He's not giving the place back. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll go back with you. Mexico, he was P15. He was. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I can give you. Okay. He was didn't finish I, the I, race before that. I allow. I will allow it. Have some quick yeah, ass Google in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not that consistent. No, he's not at all. <laughs> um, but some I good mean, he driving. Did, he did now. Look, if I was doing devil's advocate here, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Is this payback? <laughs> because I got shafted. <laughs> I mean, he did finish uh, P10 today. 
I was and hoping I mean, you we, wouldn't notice that. We've always kind of gone, <laughs> is it really going to be a surprise if he finished, if they finished inside the top 10? Usually what we would do at that scenario <laughs> is ask for a position to be called. That's what okay. we did with Bottas. Do you remember okay. when Bottas was kind of finishing in the top 10 for a while and we kind of went, oh, is it really a surprise, Bottas top 10? And we asked for a position to be called. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you a position. Um, P10. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right well it's uh, inside the top 10 you yeah. want to go rules let's go rules <laughs> <All> p10 <right>. absolute <laughs> ass <laughs> i was i was about to drop a c-bomb there and i was like oh let's not uh all right stroll uh p10 finish all right well all right azidro the last call of 2022 i've also p5 Ooh, nailed it straight off. Lovely confidence. Alonso, P5 finish. Really? Mm. Yeah, he wants to get out of that Alpine and just uh, show the finger to Ocon. So, he, so you think he just wants to finish the race as quick as possible? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah because, I think because you nailed the position, that's fair. He did finish P5 today. Although oh. Stroll finished p10 today and i called strolled p10 <laughs> next so. week so i mean i'm not going to go in too hard on you but you know well yeah. it's it's heating up folks <laughs> it's going to be one of his next season or next week um so well look that's it for this week's episode my god this was a long one i think we're going to you haven't <laughs> if anyone's stuck with us till the end fair play <laughs> to you but that's it for this week's episode we'll be back next week for the season finale in abu dhabi uh with mercedes find some pace we could see a bit of bit of drama and something for the drive to survive fans to look forward to as always though if you want to get in touch you can reach us at feedback at late night Drop a comment below on YouTube and stalk us in our DMs on Instagram and Twitter. But until next week, 